What is up, everybody? Welcome into the Bat Flip, where we discuss everything baseballs. I'm Landon Raby. With me, Dylan Taylor. Caleb Mitchell in here as well. Tennessee takes care of business like they've done all season in the regionals, uh, getting that 3-0 sweep over Alabama State, Campbell, and Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech late last night, um, outscoring those opponents 31-13. to uh, moving on to the Super Regionals, where they will take on Notre Dame. And uh, I don't think Tennessee and Notre Dame have ever met in the postseason, if I read that correctly. So, pretty interesting. I don't know a whole lot about Notre Dame. Um, I know they're not a great offensive team, um, but they I think they are like seventh in ERA. I'll, I'll get to a couple of those stats later on in the show. But th- this team continues to come – and and face every challenge in front of them. There's some people that maybe don't like how Tennessee goes about their business, but this team just feeds off that energy and, and uses it. And they're on a mission right now, and, and they don't care what any anybody else thinks. That was very obvious of what Jordan Beck did on his way to second base last night. Um, I mean, they're on a mission to, to win a national championship. If you don't like it, you don't have to, because that's what they're going to do. Yeah, I wanted to open – my first thought was uh, I wanted to get your take. Did you think he was flipping off the center fielder or the ball? Because I've seen different different takes on it, and I'm kind, of, I'm kind of middle ground too. I don't know if he was yelling at the center fielder or just kind of like just took his frustrations out on the ball and was just kind of like, yeah, you know, I just drove it center field, just scored a couple – we're back in this game. I wanted to – who do you think he was directing that towards? Or was it just in general kind of towards whoever yeah. would see? I mean, he's he had some uh, pretty bad at-bats early in that game. So, I, I want to say that – like, now that you, you're asking me that question, I, I'm now I'm leaning more toward the ball. But in that moment, I'm thinking the center fielder because you're like, I just hit it over your head, dude. Scoot back. Don't try to yeah. play me close, um, which he was he was back pretty far anyway, but and he just got toasted. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I say in the moment, I'm going center fielder. Okay. Yeah, that's, I didn't – because I, I saw somebody have the take of, yeah, you know, they're fiery team, don't really care what anybody thinks, but that's still a bold move to just do it. Like, you, you know you're probably going to be on camera then, but just – I think I mean, it's well, ESPN, honestly. Yeah, I mean, it it's – We've seen they don't they don't really care though if if somebody's going to see that it's on camera like I don't think Jordan Beck cares that anybody sees so I I see both sides to it I don't I don't really know I don't know which side I'm on but it's a it's a good it's a good debate to have I think the the best thing about it is like Jordan Beck is not a huge emotion guy as it is right you know if Drew Gilbert does that hey that's just Drew Gilbert but for them like. I heard somebody say they can't use that blackout excuse every time they do something. And, like, Jordan Beck, I think that is a blackout moment um, because he yeah. doesn't show that kind of emotion. Now, if, Jor- if Drew Gilbert did it, yeah, I mean, that that's just him. That's Drew Gilbert, yeah. That, yeah. Um, he does that when he has his coffee in the morning. Yeah, I love it. Would I do it? I don't, I don't know if I would have the balls to do it, but also wasn't very good at baseball. So, um you know, if I'm that good and I just toast somebody in a regional like that to tie the game, I might. I don't hate it. I, I love <laughs> it in the moment. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Everybody was on their feet. Everybody standing up. I didn't even know 
until like later on in that inning, what happened? Yeah, I didn't because I was at the game, so I didn't see that broadcast of that. Well, the, the announcer said it was uh said kind of laughed and said something in reference to being number one and letting everybody know about it. But I didn't really. I mean, I figured that was just kind of the dugout was chirping or or back may chirp somebody, and then. Then I think they went ben back McDonald and uh, said that. Yeah, I think he was joking. <laughs> yeah, then the, I was like, I didn't really pick up on it then because, like, yeah, you know, we are number one. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, oh okay, I see what he's, I see what he's saying. Man. But but Kyle Booker had a great reaction. He, he did the Stephen A. Smith. We don't care. We don't care. We don't care. Um. But yeah. Th- this team. I mean, they're going to do what they want to do. And hey, they're the best team in the country, and they're having the most fun. I mean, that's. So uh, how are how are you upset about it? These, these are college kids, and they're winning. So it, everything trumps winning. And if you're doing it and you're losing, yeah, maybe you say something. You're winning. Who cares? Yeah, I mean that that was. I love the moment we've. I mean, I've got one of the stickers from more important issues on my on my computer sitting here of the flipping off Bama. I mean, I, I've always loved the moment, but it, there was always in the back of your head like it. it would have a lot more vigor to it if if you're winning that instead of getting your doors oh, blown sure. off. Still a great moment, but this one you kind of you kind of got that same satisfaction while while also taking the lead. So I think it makes it even better. Yeah, I saw a lot of that win with class. Here's what I say about that: screw winning with class. If you win, win, I don't care how you do it. Yeah, just I I couldn't care less. Yeah, if you if you want to let people know you're winning like that, hey, by all means, you're winning. What what else can they say? Hey, there there's no such thing as winning with class. It's what Tony said. If they're if you're winning, they hate you. You never yeah, want to be true. liked by the other team. That means they think they can beat you. And there's no I such checked. thing as winning with class. No such thing. Last it's not I check, I'll ask both of you. There did I miss? Is there a is there a place in the box score that's labeled class? I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. they don't. I don't think they check. It, it's right. It's right next to Ayers. I'll tell yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Um, I, I was a little nervous on Friday when we got that news of, of Evan Russell. You know, Tennessee's rolling. They just uh, finished off the SEC tournament in Hoover, and and then you get that news right before the regional. I'm just like, oh my god, here we are, Tennessee again. Have yeah. everything rolling, and then you have just a just a freak accident just happen. It seemed like basically what you just said. It seemed like a like a Tennessee moment. I mean, it just seemed like something like you've had. I mean, a lot of people are calling this maybe the greatest team of all time, and then we're we're going to lose because our catcher's out for at the time what was an undisclosed reason, which eventually led to steroid speculation. Which don't even get me started on that. Yeah, but, but Tennessee really supported Evan, and you know I know that stuff with ESPN happened, and I, I'm glad he had a, a good rest of the series. I, I think he needed that to, you know, maybe kind of clear his head from everything. I, I'm sure that was a lot to deal with, um, with the speculation, the rumors kind of going around about freaking PEDs. I don't even know how. Like, I don't even know how you get to that point as a ESPN announcer. How, how do you even get to like? Oh yeah, this is factual. It's the number one rule of journalism school. Like I sat there in class, and it's it's one of the first things they teach you is you you always, especially with social media, like check your source. Like you, 
there, there's being first to the information and there's being right about the information. Now, yeah, both of them are critical and you're, you're taught that too, but you never want to be the guy with egg in your face. You know, you, you can live with being the second, third guy to report something if it's actually accurate. And you, you won't, I mean, that's how guys like Woj get, get their, get their jobs. That's what they're built on. But they also do it by getting stuff right too. And I mean, you, you trust an account on Twitter. That's just a random, I don't even know what the account, yeah. apparently an Arkansas fan. Yeah. Was it a Dave Van Horn? Yeah. I mean, it, some kind of thing. It's like, I mean, I, I get some people get got sometimes like it, it does happen. And sometimes you have to like, you have to double take what you see, but there's a big difference between hitting retweet and then taking that on a national broadcast and not only reporting it, but then questioning the whole rest of the team. Like that's, Oh yeah. I mean, like that, stating it as a fact. The, yeah. Yeah. And, and just that he suspended for the rest of the season. I, that never showed <laughs> yeah. up anywhere. Like yeah. He just made that play. up. You, you've, you've gone from, okay, you got got, that's understandable to you reported false information. Uh, you did it on a national broadcast big no-no to let me take the false information and expand on it like that's i don't the inf, the apology that he issued is not enough he he deserves he, he deserves time to not be doing his job from that I, I don't know if you fire him completely but he, he does not yeah he does not need to be in a booth for a while agreed uh, i'm just gonna make a couple points and get off here because i'll tangent for an hour because i'm a scumbag <laughs> dude's a scumbag first going to the apology his co-host corrected him or didn't correct him. He said, ah, you know, that's not been verified. Told him. He didn't say a word about it. He just moved on. Second, he doesn't – they get into the second inning of the broadcast before he makes an apology. Yeah. It's a very half-crap apology. Third, he then posts on Twitter and is like, I hope they can forgive me. That's not why you apologize. You don't apologize because you hope people can forgive you. You apologize because it's the right thing to do. He's a scumbag, period. He didn't want to get it right. He didn't care to get it right. He wanted Tennessee – to get in trouble. He is mad that Tennessee is better than Arkansas. It's that simple. That's all I'll say because I can tangent. I like it. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we have anything left to say. I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I mean, the, the fact that we're making Jordan Beck's, you know, birds flying high um, thing on the way to second base a bigger deal than, than the guy, you know, reporting false information on a national broadcast is is clown worthy that's what that is yeah i by the way i love the way caleb just kind of dropped the mic and was off the screen like that like he, <laughs> yeah. just, he, he said what he said what he had to say drop the mic and he was quick out of that thing yeah I loved it's it. like a woge bomb <laughs> yeah <laughs> dylan i don't know if you saw me on twitter this weekend i, I will tangent for an hour about it so i gotta cut yeah, myself he, off he did have a I, was, tweets about I was it. just talking about the production value <laughs> yeah, t- timing it right when your sentence ended with a, just a smooth fade i loved it yeah yeah i can't i can't go on about it I, i'd rather talk about tennessee winning too so let's go let's, let's get to that <laughs> hey do you have the broom landed because i do all right just making sure just double check within always, within always arm's good. reach and this is we're off to a banner start right now yeah, we, was, we got the brooms out um you, you know with the evan thing tennessee rallied around him but they really rallied around charlie taylor i mean the most like i, I wasn't there for for friday but i know he got like three standing ovations he almost hit one out you know if if the ball would have went out. I'm pretty sure that the whole place would have came down. They would have had to build build a new stadium like this week. 
just um, from the just from the the sound off the bat i mean instantly the crowd noise right there yeah if it if it carried another 20 feet i mean it would have you yeah. would have probably had to file an injury claim against university of tennessee since you were there and, and we talked to people yesterday that sack bunt that he had it kind of livened up the the whole dugout like the dugout was kind of dead and then you know that happens they all get going for charlie the the crowds back into it and that's kind of how you you saw Tennessee just run away with it at that point. Um, you know, it was Alabama State. You won ten to nothing, but you know, I think maybe Tennessee was looking ahead to, to Campbell or Georgia Tech, but um, to see them get going in a game that you know they're probably going to win regardless um, was, was pretty cool. And then you know he, he gets a start on Saturday as well, and the most electric walk. I've ever seen 12 pitch at bat draws a walk standing ovation. It's Saturday night. You're, you're trying to get to a regional final. I mean, that was, that was awesome. And before that game, I was talking to um, Drew Beam's mom and um, she was telling me that Charlie's parents came up to her and Charlie said after that Friday night game, he's like, I'm okay if I never play another game again after that. I'm like, good (laughs) God, dude. And then he gets a jersey today. Yeah. On ball shop, dude, sign me up. I'm getting a Charlie Taylor jersey. The adrenaline in that moment for a sack bunt. I mean, it, it's that's uh, why when you were saying that, and I kind of thought it in the moment too. It's like this team gets fired up, has gotten fired up all season on deep home runs, you know, balls in the gap that clear the bases, and then sometimes all it takes is just a, a sack bunt that that gets you insanely fired up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It doesn't take much with this team. Um, no. You know, any kind of energy that they'll, they'll latch onto and, and ride with it. But, you know, one, one thing that I kind of want to point out, how – I mean, we always thought Tony Vitello was a genius, but he put all of his cards on the table. Pinch hitting, pinch running, you know, leaving the, the lefties in the bullpen like Will Mabry and, and Kirby and, and on Saturday and Sunday. And, dude, he came out a freaking winner, undefeated. You know, leaving those two guys in was phenomenal. I mean, you could go with either one of those for our MVP later. Um, Christian Moore gets a pinch hit on Saturday and drives in a run um, in the ninth inning. Kind of put that game out of reach a little bit. And then Sunday, Jared Dickey gets the pinch hit, starts off the inning with a single, gets that thing going. Kyle Booker comes in and runs for him. And uh, I think on the next at-bat, he uh, heads a second on a ground ball and beats out the throw. Um, it had to be reviewed. But, um, you know, that – I mean, looking like a genius, Christian Moore pinch hits again, hits a two-run single to uh, – I think we're up five to four at that point. You kind of put some some padding in there. Um, but, man, I was just super impressed. Anytime that he went to a guy on the bench, it, it, it came through for him. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with Tennessee's depth that they have on the bench. Um, they got a guy like Jared Dickey who's coming back from injury will probably be in the starting lineup if he was 100% healthy um, somehow, some way. And, and then you got Christian Moore who would probably be an all-SEC freshman if, you know, there was – there's not enough room. There's, you only got nine – or I guess ten guys when you count a DH. You only got ten guys in your in your starting lineup. And there's just not enough with the amount of talent Tennessee has. 
Yeah, I loved what uh, Tony said. That I know they mentioned it on the broadcast the other night about him just kind of hitting, bringing the right guy in at the right time, making the pitching change right right when it seems like you need to every time. And I, lo- I loved his quote where it was like, it, he basically said, you know, with the players we have, it makes him look a lot better than he is, which is 100% incorrect. I mean, we, we've seen – I mean, he's the best coach in college baseball, possibly in, in all of baseball, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, I think he was being a little humble there. But, yeah, I mean, he's not wrong. I mean, it's like – yeah, you bring in – you go to Christian Moore right there, but how many times have you seen Christian Moore get a hit like that this year? Jared Dickey, when he stepped in the box right then – He's getting on base. You, you knew he, he was getting on base. Like yeah. you, you're, he's probably going to hit get a hit. If not that, he'll he'll take one in the shoulder. He'll draw a walk. Something like you you know. So it's it's it, it kind of feels degrading to him to say he's just pushing the right buttons at the right times when all his buttons are green. Like it's just you, you've seen the meme of the the green button, the red button, he's sweating, like which one to press. And it's just mm-hmm. every one of them is, is green. So it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's no knock on Tony or the players. Like it's the perfect combination of, he knows, he knows when to make the right move and he has the players to, to choose from to do it. It's not like, it's not like this team just has one guy on the bench where after you use him or if you're, he has to start, you don't really have anybody else. Like it's, it's just a carousel of people. Yeah. Pretty good recruiting. on if you know, I, I'd had to guess. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll take it. You know, it's it's okay. Um, Blade Tidwell's grandmother came up to me on uh, Saturday, and she's like, "How about how about that Tidwell kid?" I was like, "Yeah, he's pretty good. I think we'll keep him." Um, but man, Friday night he made him some money. Seven and two thirds, three hits, zero runs, zero walks, seven Ks. I mean, you can't ask for for anything better from him i mean he's definitely going to be your starter on friday or saturday whatever day that that we start off the super regional um he's going to be your your first guy out there on the mound and i think he's comfortable with it i think for the you know his last two outings have have been pretty phenomenal um and it's it's good that he's playing his best baseball at this point yeah it's it's what we kind of talked about all year we wondered we wondered when he would hit his stride and, and what capacity it would be if it would keep being kind of that weapon out of the bullpen. But I think we've seen now, like, you you probably assume Beam or Burns, both of them, whichever combination, at, at some point they were, they were probably going to struggle a little bit. It looks like we're seeing that. I mean, it's still not – in comparison to what we've seen around the country, I mean, I'll take their struggles – in quotation marks there. I'll, I'll take their struggles every day. But it's nice now that when, when you're kind of seeing that where they're they're probably going to need a little bit more help out of the bullpen, you just – what we talked about all year, you just plug them in with Blade now and you don't you don't skip a beat, it seems like. Yeah. And in that game on Friday, you win that one 10 nothing. Jordan Beck, it's two home runs, it's four RBIs. You hit five home runs as a team. Um, I think Luke had three hits in that game, and Charlie Taylor, I mentioned, gets three standing ovations. So, a lot of numbers being put up in that game. I mean, Alabama was just – Alabama State was just – I mentioned before they barely got in the tournament. They had to win three straight games in their conference tournament by one run to, to get in there, and uh, Tennessee just made – I just felt bad for them. <laughs> We probably could have scored a lot more. We just kind of padded it, 
you know, it got comfortable and Blade was just shoving it. So it, it didn't matter what they're going to do. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, they got in nice season. See you later. I guess yeah. that's, that's, I mean, it, they were the, clearly enjoy the Knoxville. Team. It's a lot better than Birmingham. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, they were clearly the team in this region where it was like, I mean, you don't want to disrespect them, but they're, they're just glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then Saturday you, you face Campbell. Uh, I mean, good God, that team can swing it. Um, I know Dolander wasn't at his best, but he, his velo is pretty high. There just wasn't a lot of tail um, to his pitches, and they're just finding barrels. I mean, I mentioned Campbell can flat out hit. That Zach Nato guy, I think he's seventh in the country in batting average. I mean, he's ridiculous. And then that Simpson kid from Georgia Tech, I think, is first in the nation in batting average. So you, you face two – Probably first round picks, um, and those two guys are pretty, pretty ridiculous on, on their part. But, um, I you, you find yourself down four to nothing. He clawed back, took the took the lead in the fifth, thanks to Drew Gilbert and, and that beautiful bat flip that he has um, on a three run shot. I thought Kirby was phenomenal too. He comes in for Dolander in the third, um, four four innings pitch, three hits, two earned runs. Uh, two walks, four strikeouts. I mean, they couldn't they couldn't touch him. When when he's working, I've said the same thing about him and Redmond. I mean, they they don't have overpowering stuff, but it's I, I'd still rather face them than Ben Joyce, just out of fear factor. But it, I don't I don't think a lot of people understand how hard it is to try to hit something that's never straight. Like it's it's just always. You, you can make it dive in, dive out, curveball. They, they've got just you, – you never see anything where you're like, oh, I know what that is. Like, it's it's something where you're constantly having to pick it up early out of his hand or you're not going to have a chance. So, it's it's nice to see Kirby doing that just because at a certain point, you, you need that guy. Because Redmond's kind of the only other guy that's like we see consistently. It's not like an overpowering, more crafty guy. So, it's nicer. And you're not going to see Redmond for – five to six innings, like I think Kirby is a little more capable of doing. So he kind of gives you that long relief role there. Yeah, and you kind of hold them off. Um, and then you have a four-run ninth inning. You get Christian Moore hits, a, I think, a single to score a run. And then you have that bomb by, by Cortland Lawson to, to put you up and kind of – which is so dumb. I don't understand how he, the home team in a regional is away twice. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. Does that not? I mean, I know you get the regional in your place, but th- does that not kind of de incentivize the whole season? Like, yeah, I mean, I just don't understand. Like, what the, like the reasoning behind it? Like, like let's just make things easier. The higher seed is the home team. That just, makes just sense. yeah, just just the home team is the home team. Like, it, <laughs> yeah. like I don't, I don't understand why that's so hard. Right. Yeah, I don't. I don't get it. I I get home field advantage, fine, but like, it's still. I don't. I don't think many teams are like, yeah, let's choose to be the visitor. Like, and if that's the case, like that that kind of tells you where the advantage lies. So I don't. I don't understand it at all. Yeah. Um, and then you get Georgia Tech after they beat Campbell and eliminate them on Sunday night. Um, you, once again, you find yourself down four nothing. You claw back. Um, you know, Drew Beam didn't have his best night. You get a 
a couple errors from Cortland Lawson at shortstop. Um, that was just – I don't know. He just kind of struggled this – I thought he was great at the plate. I thought he had really good at-bats and, you know, made things happen. I thought he kind of carried that over from, you know, having a really good weekend in Hoover. But, man, he just looked kind of uncomfortable at shortstop. He was just short-hopping stuff. You know, I think rushing things. I, I know Simpson's a hard guy to get out at first on, on any ground ball, but um, you got to trust your your arm and, you know, your your ability at shortstop to, to make that throw. And he just kind of struggled with it um, this weekend. I, I think he had three or four errors on the weekend. Um, I think he ended up with three, but I think you could probably put four on there. Um, that he just wasn't quick enough to, to first base to get the guy out. Yeah, he, he just looked a little slow. I, I, it looked like he was kind of a step behind everything. I, I don't know if maybe he was just a little tight or what it was, but, I mean, it. I, we haven't seen it from him all year, so I, I'd say I, I don't I don't think that's any cause for long-term concern. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because um, he didn't carry it over. Like, usually when that stuff happens, you carry it over to right. late, and, and he, he didn't do that at all. So, um, you know, Beck, good Jordan Beck, that ball was pissed on. You you know he you know he gets one when you can tell by you can tell by normally how the crowd reacts and how you hear it off the bat, but with him you can really notice it too when he's got that kind of lean back right after his swing. If you see him standing at about that angle right there, you know it's it's trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like that poor that center fielder. I mean, it was it was that far off the ground the entire time, and it just kept going up, and it went right over the top of him. <laughs> um, but yeah, it just gets toasted, and you know that that ties the game at four, and you know Tennessee kind of had all the momentum at that point um, to really kind of run away with it. And they did. I know Georgia Tech made it interesting in in the bottom half, but um, again, Tennessee should have walked it off with you know, hitting Trey Lipscomb in the, the hand. Yeah, it's – he sold it. I, I do think he got <laughs> hit. I do think he got hit. I, I think it very easily could have been it the, pinched the, the side of his hand with mm-hmm. the bat because yeah. his reaction was slightly delayed. And I know sometimes you're kind of waiting on the pain factor to set in there, but it was kind of like, oh, I can sell this. I will. So, I – it's that that's exactly how you're supposed to do it. So credit to Trey. I mean, whatever it hit, it sounded like a bat. It if that was his hand that was that loud. Yeah. I'm not saying it didn't hit his hand. I just wonder if that was fully it. Because if if it made that sound just purely off the side of his hand, Trey Lipscomb's probably out the rest of the year. Yeah, we'll, we'll take it because Drew Gilbert was absolutely safe at first base. Yeah, that, that was a tie. I mean, it was yeah. just textbook tie. Um, and then Will the Thrill, man. Uh, three and two-thirds innings, five hits, zero runs, zero walks. He comes in for Drew Beam. And, you know, there was something about those lefties this weekend that – out of the bullpen that just got the best out of two really good lineups. And both guys – Mabry's got a little more pop, but, yeah, both guys not not anything overpowering. I mean, Mabry's been – possibly our best bullpen arm all year. I mean, I know Joyce gets the headlines. Kirby gets a little bit more, too. But Will Mabry may be the unsung hero of his team this year. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, you just kind of pat it on the ninth. You get more with that two-run single. Evan Russell gets a, a single that drives in another run. 
Corlin Lawson hits that sack fly to to make it, I think, nine to four. Um, and, and then you get two runs while Georgia Tech in the ninth. They made a sweat it. I wish they didn't. Um, but I, I, my dad was like, you know, we're going to have to go home tomorrow. I was like, dude, chill, okay? I ain't coming back tomorrow. I ain't even asking off work right now. You knew I'm that was going to happen, though. I mean, come on now. You knew yeah. it wasn't going to be easy. Right. Oh, yeah. They, they had to make us sweat it. I get it. Hey, but I'll take it. Yeah. But I'll also, um, I, I do want to bring up the, the Jordan Beck thing again because they're like, hey, guys, kids make mistakes. Are we forgetting that that Jordan Beck is a 35-year-old man named Mike Honcho? And he just doesn't give a – he's a drunk that just doesn't give a crap. So it's not the kid thing. He just doesn't care. If a guy named Mike Honcho isn't flipping people off, take him, <laughs> take his name away from him. Exactly. I mean, good, good God, like that is. Right. If if I walked up to you right now and said, "Hey, Landon, somebody just flipped me off on the street," if I told you the name Mike Honcho, you'd be like, "Yeah, that, yeah. what do you, what do you expect?" Like I'm Would shocked. You, why'd I'm you shocked, look at him? Wrong, I'm shocked it wasn't both hands. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. But yeah. It, I don't care. I mean, somebody asked me, I was at a, the underdog card place, um, like sports memorabilia place, uh, university commons today. They're like, you think Jordan Beck gets suspended? I'm like, for what? No, that That was blurry. You couldn't tell if he was flipping anybody off. We're number one. He didn't lie. (laughs) He he was simply stating we're number one and you can't tell me otherwise. I mean, like it's it's a cuss thing. You're not gonna suspend anybody for for cussing. I mean, me Frank Anderson. You. I heard him yell like AF bombs other oh, night yeah. at the home plate umpire, and he didn't get tossed. So, can you just imagine the reaction if he does get suspended on on Twitter? Can you imagine what will rain down after? Especially like. Okay, say you want to suspend him. I want to hear an apology from the ESPN announcer that's actually genuine and isn't. Here's his paper. You can hear it crinkling in the microphone. I mean, good God, get some stiffer paper. Like, like I can, I can hear your paper. You're reading your statement off of right, right. then. Like, you want, you want to fix that first. Maybe we can talk about it. But I'm, I'm not, I'm not listening to anybody that's that's going to employ someone that that's going to push a narrative. That's going to push that narrative while also employing someone that accuses college kids of steroids and then comes out and is just like, oh, yeah, we got it wrong. Who cares? Right. And Caleb said Golden got punished and had to apologize. That's because he lost. If you win that game, you don't have there, – there's no apology. And that's because he played for Butch Jones. <laughs> yeah. that, that's Butch Jones. Which wound is up hilarious <laughs> because at, the whole time I was thinking of us beating Georgia Tech, I – I just couldn't help myself thinking of Butch Jones standing up there celebrating like he won a national championship and putting on that stupid leather helmet. His face just extremely red, nearly matches the tone of the leather on that helmet. Derek, if Derek Dooley wears something better than you, you got a problem. And it, it looked less right. goofy on Derek Dooley than it did Butch Jones. <laughs> um, yeah, Brandon brings up a good point. Is it even a middle finger? Prove it. I think he was just getting fitted for his ring already. He said, "This yeah. is this is the finger I'd like the ring on." Yeah, there you go. That's, until I see clear cut evidence that it was his middle finger and it's definitive. I, here, I'll, I'll spin it back on the SEC. It's got to be uh, 
clear-cut evidence. Like, mm-hmm. it's got to be indecisive. Like, you've got to – you don't want to overturn the call at first base. You've seen us get screwed by replay. It's got to be clear-cut, no questions asked. I think he was asked. just kind of pointed out to the center fielder. He couldn't find yeah. it. Yeah, it's right there. Turn around and get it. Yeah. Um, but Tennessee is set to, to host um, in the Super Regionals Notre Dame. Uh, a little bit about Notre Dame. I think they have three guys who have double-digit home runs, so not a big home run team. I think they're 78th in the country. They have 68 total. Tennessee has 150, kind of put that in perspective. Um, they are 7th in the country in ERA at um, point or 3.82. Um, Tennessee is first at 2.38. They're 122nd in on-base percentage. So, again, just not a big offensive team. They're 51st in batting average at at 295. Um, Tennessee's 11th at 311. So, you know, I think offensively Tennessee's better. I think Tennessee has the better arms. They do have – it's John Michael something. I think he pitched twice for him this past weekend, but he he's their go-to guy. I think he's nine and two on the year. Um, I think Temple was another starter for them. I think they basically have two starters, and then their third game is kind of a bullpen game, um, where they just kind of throw a bunch of people in there, but but don't have like a true third starter in there. So, you know, they do have some arms. I think four guys bats over 300, so definitely not like that Georgia Tech team. Good God. They it made me like, nervous every time they came up to bat. Yeah, everybody that came up was 340, 332, 380. I was like, good. Like, I mean, they, there was talk before that this was – I guess it wound up not being just because you saw some of the scores that came out of – I think it was the Stillwater Regional that were football scores. But, I mean, this was – this was hyped up as having three three of the better offensive teams in the country, and it like you could say it lived up to it until the last game, really. And even even then, Tennessee blew it blew it open late. So, mm-hmm. I mean, against Notre Dame, I, I don't think offensively, I don't I don't think they're bringing anything that you haven't seen and beaten pretty handily before. Now, their their pitching sounds a lot the way you just described them. I don't know a lot about them, but it sounds a lot like Tennessee last year. Mm-hmm. Sounds like where that that third game's kind of you've got a guy, but it's probably going to be several guys like that's. And I mean, it, you've seen it yeah. work for us, kind of, but eventually in a, in a three game series, I wonder, I wonder if you can pull that off, especially against the number one team. Yeah, and I do want to kind of go back to that Georgia Tech game. I mean, Maxwell came in, was a reliever, and started for him. And just shoves it. Because I was, I mean, on paper, they don't have any pitching. They had like a six-something ERA. It was horrible. It was like 255th in the country. Um, but that, this guy was throwing 100. So, And I think the, the lefty that they had earlier in the week, he was 98, 90, 97. Um, but I just think they struggled throwing it over the plate. But this Maxwell kid last night didn't have any trouble throwing it over the plate. I mean, I don't know if that was his, you know, Jesus moment where, you know, you play Tennessee, you have that Heisman, you know, performance, but, you know, he, he I thought he was damn good. I thought the, I thought Campbell, I was super impressed with what they had 
I know, I know that pitcher that they have is good, and they usually throw his win loss record isn't good. And you know, I learned that they were throwing him in the midweek games to try to get better wins over you know Auburn and um, I think they played Georgia. So some teams like that, they're trying to get some midweek wins, and so they're throwing their best guy that way. Um, but he was you know ninety six, ninety seven. The guy that he threw after him was ninety six, ninety seven. I was like, dude. Where are these arms coming from? We're in nowhere North Carolina. We're the fighting camels, and we're, we have guys throwing 96, 97. Good Lord. It's those, all those Marlboros they had in the dugout. Apparently, they, yeah. you're ripping long darts in there. I, I guess <laughs> yeah. it puts a little fire in you. So yeah, them, them heaters, you start throwing some heaters. I, I don't know. I mean, the Maxwell kid, too, was an absolute load on the mount. I mean, he – I was like, dude, can we please bunt? Let's let's see if he's yeah. athletic enough to field one. He, he's one of the few people that you don't know if it's more uncomfortable seeing him on the mound or in the box. Like you, you don't either one. If you if you told me he could throw one hundred two, I'd believe you. If you told me he had fifty bombs in the season, I'd believe that too. Yeah, I mean, I told Caleb this. I was like, no wonder why Georgia Tech's so bad at basketball. Their best basketball players pitching for him. Yeah, he's. Pumping heat in a regional right now. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, yeah, what, what a win. Um, great atmosphere. You know, we talked about the Charlie Taylor standing ovation. I mean, th- this fan base is all in on baseball. And I have a picture, I think it was 17, where I was there, and there might have been 20 people in that stadium. I literally could see anywhere I wanted. So that was nice. I got in for may maybe I paid five dollars. You know, there's people just giving out tickets to try to get yeah. people in the stadium. Um, so it's just insane how much this has grown. And and props to Tony Vitello for um for building this. And then you know these renovations, Lindsey Nelson is going to make it even even better. I mean, that what are you going to do? There's you know, we're this good and we don't have the facilities everybody else does. When we do, we ain't going anywhere. That's The games have become an event now. It's not just something where you walk past the stadium and it's, oh, you know, it, oh, they're playing a game over there. Let's stop in. It's $2. Mm-hmm. Let's, you know, we can, you get a ticket. You don't get a seat. Like, it's just, hey, you get in and go find whatever seat you want. Now All it's right. it, people – people plan trips around this they're paying nearly well no over five hundred dollars for seats even more than that i mean it's it's become a destination like you you don't you don't come to knoxville i mean you're you're always going to come for the football games like that's that's there's enough history and tradition built up there but now it's it's getting to the point where it's like you're you're planning People are planning time off work to travel to come see this team. Like that, that wasn't that wasn't happening under under previous coaches. Like you said, as little as five years ago. Right. Um, little update, real quick. I know y'all are super disappointed that Vanderbilt is officially eliminated from postseason play, um, and so is LSU. So, oh man, who who stole my thunder? I was gonna. That's how we're gonna start the next show. Oh, sorry. Who, who did sorry. that? I'm sorry. Um, uh, it's not your fault. Well, let's get in MVP <laughs> real quick. Caleb, I'll let you get in here as well. Um, God, 
I keep going away from pitchers. I could go a pitcher, but I, I just I got to go Jordan Beck. Five for 14, six RBIs, double birds on the way to second base. I got to go Jordan Beck. I'll let you go, Dylan. Uh, Jordan Beck. That's all I got to say. I mean, that's. I, I tried. Are we going to give him the triple crown? I so, tried to go with somebody different. I okay. want. I really wanted to go Jared Dickey again, like I did last week, just for coming in, just one pitch. I don't know. I think it was two pitches this time, two or three maybe, and he just he just slaps one up the middle. Like I said, it's the least surprising thing in baseball at this point is seeing Jared Dickey get a base hit and get on base somehow. You know me; it's not stat based. It's it's off the vision test, and Jared Dickey is. Off the vision test, maybe the greatest player of all time. But it's <laughs> this week. This week I'll go with Landon. I mean, we can give him the triple crown because I, I would have probably gone Jordan Beck. I I really like Will Mabry. Came in in a big situation. Yeah. Big innings. Call him by his name. So, sorry, Wiz. Let me correct that. The thrill. I think he can drop the will now. He's fully – he's a, he's grown up. <laughs> just the um, thrill. <laughs> just the thrill. But, no, nah, I mean – and that's what's crazy. And You talked about this with the – I mean, yeah, Tony Vitello looks like a genius, but it helps having just a bunch of dudes on your bench. Um, I mean, there's a lot of guys you can go that have big moments, um, but none were bigger than Jordan Beck's. 100%. Yeah, I thought Christian Moore, he was two for two at three RBIs and yeah. <laughs> when he was pinch hitting this weekend. Um, Ortega was seven of 14 with five RBIs. Trey Lipscomb was six for 14 with uh, three RBIs. So – just a ton of dudes in that lineup that you could win with a number of them, but the the moment that Jordan Beck had just topped it all. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm happy about it. All right, listen, you said it. I'm not gonna flip someone off, but it was cool. <laughs> it, was <laughs> it was cool. Legend. Quick and note I, while we're talking nicknames, real quick. I had to I had to go back and hit it just because you said his name earlier and it reminded me Zach Nato from. Uh, Campbell, that sounds like an early 2000s really terrible movie on TV about sharks that float in the atmosphere. It's a natural disaster. I love that name so much. It kind of sounds like a Pokemon trainer or something. Yeah. <laughs> or a, a, a lead singer for like a grunge grunge band. Oh. So. He's got the high and tight in his picture here, so I, that doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't fit. Maybe. Maybe he's the drummer. Maybe. You should have seen, I, I went and saw KJ Elephant Saturday. I'm very, Vaguely familiar with them. Um, it's two brothers that are like the lead men for him, the lead guitarist. And uh, he he was wearing, I mean, they're, they're an alternative band. He's wearing a, a Nike, black Nike shirt tucked into black jeans. Does not look like he fits in with the rest of the band. He looks like no. a cool uncle that just started jamming in the garage with him and made it with yeah. him. <laughs> and I actually bumped into him later that night. And cool dude. But of course, he's got, not, his, he's got his black in. Nike shirt tucked in his black jeans. Of yeah. course, he's a cool guy. <laughs> he, was a, he was a cool guy, but uh, yeah, he definitely doesn't fit in with the with the the scene that he's he's playing with. <laughs> Caleb kind of told on himself. I, I wasn't going to bring it up, but he just said he was at a concert instead of being in Lindsey Nelson <laughs> on Saturday. I made up for it. I made up for it. You did. I think you, you can say that the it. comeback doesn't happen if I'm not there. I think you could argue that. Good points are being made. Nachos. I'm pretty sure it was the nachos. Well, you almost you almost didn't get the nachos. I'm the re- I think I'm the reason you got them. I was eating them as you texted me. All right, all right, all right. Here we go. The fourth inning. <laughs> Everybody the knows th- the rules. Fourth right. inning. 
I feel like you got to go pregame nachos, mid-game nachos, and, and maybe what some, inning like, did we inning score nachos. in the fifth inning? I, listen, I didn't place blame until you tried to place blame. All right, don't, <laughs> don't, I'm, I'm you try to come at me. I'm just letting you know. Well, I gotta go. I mean, I'm. I ain't gonna Zerker stick said to me. he's not coming back on the show because you know maybe he <laughs> will now. I, I guess he did. He he did say that you know he'd forgive you. Yeah, he listen, uh, and I told you I, I kept. I think I grew the I grew the game, not just for baseball, but for Tennessee this week. And I had the I had the game on at the concert. People were climbing over my shoulders and and running up behind me to get the score. And uh, someone tried to buy my baseball jersey off of me. I mean. I think I grew the game, Landon. I think we got to have a little bit of respect here, all right? You you did miss a lot of the tailgate to go to the aquarium. Yeah, no, they, <laughs> dude, those those penguins were pretty freaking cute. All right, no regrets. No, no. Thank you for your service, Caleb. <laughs> True. I'll, since I'll no one since no one else will say it, I'll say it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'll do what I can. All right, guys. Well, that's all we got for the bat flip. Thank you all for listening. Um, we're going to go right into more important issues. So please stay on if you want to. If oh, not, stick around. You're going to hear, yeah. listen, you're going to hear a great hello wind column. So I'd, I'd stick around. Yeah, we're going to be flipping birds too. So just come <laughs> on back. Um, thanks for, for listening. We'll be back on Monday talking about uh, Tennessee heading to Omaha. That's all we got. Peace. Back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne! I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh! I love it, baby! Them orange britches! Something about them orange britches! Ball hit high in the air in the right field! Going back to Sayre! And Tennessee can say hello win column! A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth! You can't draw it up any better! We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. I made up my mind, and I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Read it, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It's Monday, June sixth, kind of coming at you guys. Different day, right after the bat flip, too. I mean, this is this is real network stuff right here, guys. Um, we obviously missed you this week. It's it's a hectic time of year, but hey, we're we're here to talk baseball. What a great if you if you were in here for the bat flip, um, you know we won't we won't just re say what all they said, but um, you know obviously talk a little bit about that. It was a, a fantastic weekend, another sweep for the Vols in tournament play. And, um, I mean, there's, you just, there's nothing else to say he's got. Um, you can't, and, and you know what I was thinking about, Landon? We talked about earlier in the year how this team isn't the cardiac kids like they were last year. They had, like, nine walk-offs at last year. This year they just get it done. There, there's usually no messing around about it. Um, well, they didn't lose a lot from that raw, especially the lineup, uh, as far as the cardiac kids go. Um, definitely not the big-time big guys. Um, so that's still in them. So teams, you got to really look out for that ninth inning. Yeah, and I, I think it's so so clutch. And you mentioned that um, they didn't lose a lot from that from that lineup. I just think they've gained more. Like you know, we mentioned Christian Moore and and Jared Dickey, who you know Jared Dickey was on this roster, but you know wasn't mm-hmm. you know really a factor last season. Yeah, I mean it's just 
I think it's this team doesn't get nervous. Like no situation is too big for them. They've all kind of been there, done that, and they just play loose. They're just having fun. Like everything they do is fun. You mentioned Jordan Beck when he hit that thing. They all came out of the dugout and did the baby John thing. I mean, that's freaking awesome. Which just I, and having I want to, so much fun. And it I'm makes everybody else have so much fun watching them. If I'm the opposing team, I get way more about way more mad about the whole team coming out of the dugout for that celebration than I do about the bird. Like that's that's more embarrassing to me <laughs> that they all they all knew what what was about to happen. Yeah. They were and all aware. If you don't like it, beat us. Beat them. That's it. Well, uh, I so Vandy just lost, and there's a good video going around of a, a crotch grab from the, a pinch hitter in, in the last out. I mean, he grabs his crotch for at least 15 seconds. It's an absurd amount of time, and then strikes out. Well, you know why no one's talking about it? Because he lost. That's why no one's going to talk about it. Vanderbilt back home to Nashville. That's a listen. That's a long weekend in Oregon just to return home. I hate that for him. Yeah, I, I truly do. Um, I got a um, a quote from uh, somebody close to Tennessee's program about Vanderbilt. The quote was, they're done. Oh, like just now, or did they call their shot? No, like they're done. Like Oh, done, done. Program-wise, done. Okay. They are. I mean, I agree. Listen, you they're about to get rid of – Listen, NIL did wasn't friendly to them. You get rid of rid of the eleven point seven rule. That was their yeah. leg up. Yep. When we and say they, when we say ahead. done, are we talking just playing wise or old Timmy boys gone? No, not. I'm just saying Tennessee's program has surpassed them for the long. Okay, they're getting the death penalty via Tennessee baseball. Yep. We are burying them. Oh, it would have been. I mean, I mean, how, how do you how how would you go up to recruit a, a high school player right now and be like, hey, uh, which one do you like better, Tony Vitello or uh, Tim Corbin or Frank Anderson? Because you know Tim Corbin, pitching wizard apparently. And yeah, credit I mean, to him. They've had some great pitchers. I'm just talking crap right now, but Frank Anderson. But I mean, you, you want to go with the guy that that's the first guy out of the dugout when somebody hits a bomb, or do you want to go to the guy that? Um, you know, tries to check a bat every time Tennessee hits a home run. Sounds yeah, like yeah, and, and and Tim Corbin's going to cry to your cry to the ump about a home run. Tony Vitello is just going to throw that bat that hit the home run into the opposing team's dugout. Who do you think has your Who do you think has your back more? One guy's crying, one guy's getting even. <laughs> yeah, it's the old man yelling at cloud meme in real life. Tony Vitello would definitely go to the umpire and be like, "Our our batters are effing savages in that box." <laughs> <laughs> is that a – that's a – what's his name, isn't it? Boone? It's Aaron Boone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't you disrespect him with a Yankee, Landon. I won't stand for this. <laughs> I, uh, I, do you think the irony is lost on Tim Corbin that the two bats he's cried about have been Tennessee bats? you think he's proud of himself? I hope he is. I'll be his problems. I'll be sleep well enough. Hey, he's going to be proud sitting in his office in Nashville. Tony's going to be sitting in his office in Knoxville, but that's because we're hosting a super regional. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, he gets a leg up on recruiting. He can recruit a little bit more this year. So good for him. Get, it gets a little bit, a few more days. 
he can he can visit in, he can visit with guys. Um, he better work his butt off because, like you said, Tennessee. There's not going to be a lot of recruits that choose Vanderbilt over Tennessee. Those days are gone. Tony Vitello will go recruit the the day of a game and just make it back just in time for the first pitch. That's, he doesn't even need to do that. He's got Josh Elander on his staff. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who uh, let's not forget better head coaching record, better better head coaching win percentage. Mm. <laughs> um, no, I, I hope. I hope we can. It can be said for everyone. Um, and let's be clear. I think a lot of people get get lost, and we'll talk some NCAA baseball here. Also, an exciting weekend for college baseball. Um, the I'm not cheering for the SEC. I would be very happy with Tennessee being the only SEC team left in Super Regionals. Screw them all. I don't want that. That doesn't make us better. I want to beat them. I want to sweep every team. Well, there's already two. No, I. Oh, okay. I know that the Tennessee's not the only one. I'm saying, I was, like, I'm happy LSU at home. I would have loved for Ole Miss to win, even though they destroyed Arizona. But I don't need the SEC to be good in baseball. I need Tennessee to be good in baseball. That's it. Yeah, LSU is another lineup I'd be happy to, to not see again, too. Conference pride is a sham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, I don't – I mean, and I, I get the idea of, like, one – like, it, I think it's good that – we play in a conference that in baseball, basketball and basketball now and football that is premier. Like it, it does, it helps your program when you're down. It doesn't do anything for your program when you're doing what Tennessee's doing right now. We don't need it. So let's just win. Let's just win some games and, and we'll win them all on our own. Um, I mean, it always is cool too. When you have the Oregon state people saying that Oregon state they don't play in the sec. So, I mean, that's always fun, but, when Tennessee's winning 50-plus games a year, that's never even going to be an argument. It should have never been an argument this year, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, sure. Never, never matters. Uh, what um, they lost to Vanderbilt once, Tennessee didn't do that. <laughs> that's a hey, good point. That's a good point. Yeah, we're going to say should they close it out Sunday night. Who wants to play on a Monday? Monday's yeah. for the frauds. Couldn't be us. At one, Was it going to be 1 o'clock, too? Yeah. Middle, middle of the day? Yeah. That... I, pretty much everybody played Tom. Um, I think these games coming in later are all West Coast games. Yeah, Texas State and Stanford are playing at 10 p.m. Yeah. Just Which is I, fun. It's another game to watch, but. When I was going I through, like, making bets with college baseball, I put that game in the last leg of my parlay, not knowing <laughs> it was at 10 o'clock. And I'm like, God bless. Oh, so now you have to stay up for it. There you go. Right, yeah. Dude, speaking of that, shout out to Tennessee fans. And I know we're going to talk about some Lindsey Nelson renovations, and they're desperately in need. Dude, that place was rowdy. And I know I wasn't there Friday and Saturday, but the videos that came out Sunday night, we didn't get home till 1130. We lived 15 minutes from the stadium. And that place was bonkers at mm-hmm. 10, 1030. And Tennessee fans do not let up. You had one guy who got kicked out Saturday night, comes back in the same state he got kicked out in, except without a mustache this time. I mean, yeah, this this fan base is undefeated. You, you can't top them. Oh, but I have so God. many questions with that story, and they're just all so beautiful. Like, so, where? as far as we know, it is true. I saw some people calling it BS, but we heard the police or the security guards talking about it. Yeah, so I just like, wondered about the logistics, like what access to a razor that quickly. Whose razor was it? <laughs> like, it's just it's a miracle. It's my stolen razor that I should have shaved off in the Alabama game. That's what that's or Missouri game, right? Or, or he snuck into a frat house right there. And that, that, was, that was the point I was getting at. Like, <laughs> there, 
whose razor that was that was just alone on the counter did he swipe right there? <laughs> he uh, so I saw someone tweet. We heard that the way we heard it made it sound like it happened that night. Got kicked out that night. Came back without a mustache. The story I saw on Twitter, someone replied and said he got kicked out Saturday night and then came back Sunday, which presents more questions. I'm like, so you get kicked out and you're going to sneak back in Sunday. Are you not going to be on a little bit of better behavior? Like maybe don't get so drunk that you're falling down type deal. This dude did not care. He was blasted. Oh, yeah. And he was like 60 years old. <laughs> he, was a, he was an older gentleman to be that like messed up. I thought he was an old. An old man that will shave his mustache at will just instantly to get back into a college baseball game does not care about his intoxication level, I promise you. (laughs) That's a fair point. I think we should give him a lifetime pass. That dude, like you said, an old man willing to shave his mustache, those dudes don't shave. Their facial hair is their facial hair. What do they get for MLB games? It's like the gold card, the the lifetime. They, they just give him one for you're about to renovate the stadium. Just go ahead and get it all done in one swipe. Yeah. Just go ahead and give him give him a card like that. Put him yeah, out in right him. field. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's making you money. You think he he, g- he gave his all for Tennessee this weekend? I'll say that for sure. And it was it ended up a great moment, a fantastic moment. So worth it, worth it for that guy. Yep. Yeah, I saw Landon running there. I thought something way more extreme was happening. I see a old 60-year-old getting arrested, just stumbling around. I was like, oh, this could have been more fun. <laughs> yeah. I saw the picture on Twitter, and I'm like, that's my shirt in the picture. Nah, yeah, dude, shout out. You're famous. <laughs> no. I'm gray jerseys, man. Just blend in. <laughs> just everywhere. What about uh, – okay, let's talk about this real quick. What about Tony Vitello? You know we've always had that – you know, do we wear gray jerseys? Do we not wear gray jerseys? Do we wear black jerseys? Do we not? Tennessee baseball is just like any big game. Let's just let's just wear them. Who cares? Well, the funny thing that like, you hear every time we've asked a player that we've had on the show, um, or even like the, a, a coach, we're like, all right, what's your favorite jersey? They always say this one looks the best, and then they say this one feels the, like they wear this one because it feels the best. And I asked Chad, I said, can we get pinstripe pants? And he said that'll happen next year when the because apparently the pinstripe they have right now just is heavy or they don't like it, whatever. So pinstripe with black, we'll get it next year. But I think it's just so interesting. You guys played baseball. I didn't. But, like, football, you rarely care kind of how they wear. Soccer, yeah, like all – they're pretty much just T-shirts. So I find it funny that it's a baseball thing. Like, I care how it feels on me. And the weights are different. And I don't know. It's a, it's a funny thing that it seems like a lot of the favorite jerseys. Chad Dallas wore the white because he loved the way it feel, felt. That's why he was he wore whites when he when he pitched. So I think that's it's just a funny, funny thing. I guess it's baseball players, well, you know. It's all about comfortable, for sure. Yeah, I, we we had a pair of pants for our, our home. I I loved wearing our away uniforms because our home uniform pants were like sweatpants. I mean, they were just it, it's. It's ninety degrees, and I'm catching back there, and I'm I'm about to pass out because of my pant choice. Like that shouldn't be that that shouldn't be on the table, for sure. It, it sounds like Nike or uh, Adidas, whoever's making them for whatever team, needs to just find some you like just a standard pant, standard shirt. Why are we mixing it up so much? I think ours were Carhartt. Like I think that's how thick no they way. were. They, they, they oh, have that. Oh, oh you had yeah, them Dickies. They were they were <laughs> Nike, but they some some logo got swapped somewhere. Like they were, you, you could wear them out sledding and you'd be fine. Well, you got them uh, them clearance Nikes, <laughs> them DH Gate. 
I'm definitely rocking. If I ever end up coaching a baseball team, I'm I'm, I'm buying us Carhartt uniforms now for sure. We we had everything clearance land, and that was <laughs> that was our that was our whole program. Well, dude, yeah. we're um we're sophomores in high school. Our home jerseys were like massive. I mean, they're ones that like you couldn't even if they're hanging out, they're going past your knees, like those kind of jerseys. That's so exactly. like we liked wearing the white ones because we got new white ones that year, but we didn't get new home jerseys that year. So I think they're like what five, six years old, something like that. Oh, Caleb, do you remember those? Those red jerseys? Oh, football! I thought you were talking football, about football. Football, yes. yeah. Football. Oh, my red wasn't long. But my blue, when we wore those blue, those old blue ones, which I love, those were my favorite ones we ever had. And they were like 10 years old. And yeah. it was like too short for me to tuck in. Like I had to like struggle to tuck it in. I was wearing like a belly shirt. And guys, I'm five, I mean, generously five eight. <laughs> and it was too short for me. Yeah, I remember those. Yeah, that's right. Great, great jerseys. Um, no, I yeah. don't, I don't, my red wasn't too long. But yeah, it was, uh, no, it was my, it was that ugly white one. That was the one that was Billy shirt. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that, those were those were short. Yeah, that was mine. Was. I looked like a nineteen nineties wide receiver. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just a, that that's a funny concept to me because I've never I don't know I never thought of that. Nothing ever like I was like oh this one's more comfortable than the other. I do love the light gray look. pants a lot more than I than the regular gray. When you yeah. wear all gray, yeah, those light gray pants are sick. I'm not a fan of the the smoky gray. I guess I'm not a. I don't like the jersey. I don't like that jersey. I'm not no. either. When you sweat, you know everywhere <laughs> you sweat. <laughs> I'd also like to see if we if we continue with the smoky gray. I'd love to see Tennessee, uh, you know, get get some other bat helmets, batting helmets in the in the mix. I'd love a black one and a. If you wear the gray, gray batting helmet would look look clean. Yeah, yeah, look gray would be cool. Kind of that old school. I also love Georgia's. Georgia's white. Helmet, no, I, I think it looks good. The red, the red, I don't like the red. Uh, uh, bill, bill, it, it doesn't look good. It needs to be all white. Oh, you're talking about baseball ones? Baseball, I, yeah. I thought yeah. you were the the picture of Arch Manning that's circulating that like Georgia's uh, like new alternate white uniforms. The white helmet they came with it from the one picture I saw, it wasn't all angles, but it, it looks it looks, looks kind of corny. Yeah. Oh, is that that ugly block G, their old block G? I don't know. I didn't see the side. I, okay. I could see like the two pinstripes down the middle, and I was like, that looks like it has potential to, as much as I hate Georgia red, it looks like <laughs> it could be designed kind of well. Yeah, I saw some Georgia uniform guys getting mad about the old block G, and it was an ugly block G. Which speaking speaking of that, did y'all see any, watch any of UCLA this weekend? Mm-hmm. I watched them play yesterday for a minute, and I feel like UCLA has a great color scheme, great logos, and they had this ugly block B on their hat. It was terrible. Oh, Bruins! Just a, yeah, just a huge miss though. It was an awful generic block B. I'm sure it has history, but that history must suck. Whatever. I don't know, I'm not the uniform guy, so don't don't ask me. I just I went to this tweet to I, I thought I would see Landon in it of the uh, the guy getting kicked out, and I I just scrolled down the replies and wasn't really thinking of it. It's just sitting on my computer, and as I was looking here at the screen, I just see the somebody replied with the GIF of South Park 
I thought that, I'm sorry, I thought this was America and it was just playing, <laughs> playing in the background. <laughs> Randy getting dragged off. Oh my gosh. Did y'all see where uh, Florida and Oklahoma? Oh, there's they started back. Okay. I thought they were gonna have to finish tomorrow. That game was at like noon. And they got yeah. pushed into a weather delay and they just started back. Yeah. That would have been hilarious if they would have had to play on Tuesday. Because unfortunately yeah, Florida's probably gonna win. So I would have loved to have seen that one keep getting <laughs> keep getting pushed back. Wait, it was at 12, and they're just now resuming play? I yeah. think it was at noon. It may have been two. It was an earlier game, though. Either yeah. way, good God. Like, you're sitting in a dugout for that long? Or in the clubhouse for that long? Whatever. That's, yeah. Like, at that oh. point, you might as well just go to the hotel, take a nap, and come back. Yeah. Well, you probably got a uh, – you, you probably can pitch your, your Friday – the guy you pitch Friday night now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's yeah. good now. He's resting. It's another day of rest, pretty much. <laughs> No, it's – yeah, I was I was hoping that one would just keep getting pushed back just so we could laugh at Florida. Also, we get – you know, Tennessee wouldn't have had to wait in that because they can play in rain. You hear all this crap about a turf field, Well, It's magical. It works It works out well. Um, um, there are – Ole Miss just punched their ticket. Yeah, Ole Miss. So, they Ole Miss, them. Auburn, Texas A&M, and Tennessee are in it. And then Florida has a potential to be – it looks like Florida's gonna. I mean, let's. Not, I mean, which you never. I mean, all the craziness that happened late games. You had Louisville, yeah. Michigan, after the seventh, just trading blows. Uh, that Vanderbilt game was pretty much interesting the whole game, but then got interesting there down the stretch too. So who knows what could happen in the the eighth and ninth in that Florida game? Florida scored since the rain delay, though. Yeah, I think it's what is it's three. It? It's three one now. It was two three to one, one going into the rain delay. Okay. Yeah, so there could be potentially one, two, three, four, five, six, six. What was it? Four SEC teams. There's four, four in, in Omaha. Now. Well, in Omaha last year was it four? Yeah. And they're all going to be in different super regionals. And it's all up. Or they were. Yeah, they're up four. Did you mention them? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so Arkansas and Florida could be the potential. Which I would love to see Arkansas. Get bounced here. Just what about Ole Miss? Probably shouldn't even made it to the tournament. Now they're in the super regional. <laughs> and I mean that just shows how I mean truly deep the SEC is. And then it also kind of I think it shows how much parity I guess you kind of have in college baseball. I mean NC State could have very well made it a super regional too. The team that probably would have gotten in if Ole Miss had. Yeah, I think Notre Dame should have been a host over – I don't think Florida should have been a host. I think they're just a host because of their stadium. Yeah, so I don't know how that – how does that – because they they released the host – is they released like the eligible host the week before they announce it, announce who's actually you hosting? Have, you have to bid on it. Right. Um. So, I mean – I thought Notre Dame should should have hosted over Florida. I mean, ECU hosted. Not, I don't know how big their stadium is. That's, I think they hosted the second year in a row, I believe. Yeah, but they were in that like they're an eight seed, so they're yeah. gonna host a super as well. Good for them. Which they 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 played it tight too. Who's there? I need to look at that. Look at yours. They play Coastal Carolina. That's today. Yeah, yeah. Te- they play Texas. Okay. So I think out of sixteen regionals, there was eleven that went to today, which felt like a lot. Do you know what it normally is? 
I saw some people asking. That, I see answers. It's usually not that many. It's I usually like so. seven, eight, maybe. Which is which is pretty wild because that that means a team sweeping. So this feels like it probably should be more of the norm. Hmm. I it, it does. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know. I feel like I mean, winning three games in a weekend, especially against three different teams. I mean, if Vanderbilt doesn't lose to San Diego the first game, they probably win their regional. Yeah. Really, though. Yep. But turns out they're done. They are done. They're just – they're done. Not for this year. Um, Yeah. No, it's – I mean, there were some crazy ones Sunday night, too, though. You obviously had Tennessee's. That was crazy. Um, What was that Oregon State? They had like theatric on Sunday too, didn't they? Oregon State so. or Oklahoma State? Oregon, well, Oklahoma State's was stupid. Oklahoma State, yeah. and Arkansas. Did you see that uh, one, Dylan? The Oklahoma State game. Yeah, who was the? I may be thinking Oregon State. Who was like the? Or it may have just been in the Corvallis regional. Who was the? What was like the twenty-five to eighteen score? Yeah, 20, so that was Oklahoma 12? State. Missouri okay. State was up twelve to nothing. And then uh, Oklahoma State ended up winning like twenty nine to fifteen. Yeah, I I saw it, and I you think I'll, I'm kidding? I, I thought it was a football. Like I was like, what league am I? I thought I saw maybe like a USFL score or something. I was like, well, another state in there. I was like, oh, that's a that's a baseball. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I broke out the BESRs for that game, I guess. Yeah, they. Uh, I think Missouri State had to go to some position players. <laughs> they were out of pitching. <laughs> Just in, uh, and was it Oklahoma? It was Oklahoma State Saturday night. So Missouri State was up 12 0, and then Oklahoma State blew that lead Saturday night to Arkansas. They were up like nine to two or something like that. Mm-hmm. Blew a lead. So that, how, how small is, how small is the ball, ballpark there in Stillwater is what I want to know. <laughs> Tennessee's getting all the, the bad rap. And you're just, I mean, well, you got that dry and... heat out there too. So, I mean, I'm sure it's flying out of there no matter how big it is. Yeah, but balls don't carry the same in Knoxville. No. Maybe Especially not. the bad weather Tennessee's had this year. Well, so you got you to factor that into Tennessee's home run record. Well, Notre Dame, I can't believe their home runs. I'm like, they have three guys with, I think two of them have 10, one has 11. I'm like, what? They just, don't care about the long ball? Are they watching baseball? I uh, – well, you all talked about this a little bit on the bat flip, just how this this region was supposed to be one of the – I mean, you had obviously Neyland, or Neyland. Lindsay Nelson is a you know relatively small park, and then you've got a ton of bats playing in this regional. And it really – I mean, there was obviously some theatrics, but it really wasn't – it wasn't yeah. Stillwater. And then mm-hmm. you had today and – he probably had four home runs in that Oregon State Vanderbilt game, and so I mean, there's home runs all over the NCAA, but not that many in, in uh, comparatively speaking, in in Knoxville. There so, there weren't any games that just seemed to like really drag on. Like I mean, there were a couple long no. ones, but it, it was never like you know when can can we go ahead and end this, please? Like that's <laughs> uh, like twenty twenty eight fifteen twenty nine whatever it was. Like that's I mean that. I get the excitement factor, but at, at a certain point, it's like somebody just grounded to a double play. Like let's let's do <laughs> something else here. You know, like Georgia beat Hofstra yesterday, twenty-four to one. 
It's like what? what how fun is it? Vanderbilt beat New Mexico State twenty-one to one yesterday. Well, we we sat through those games at Iona, and we were like, "Please end it." We need, yeah. and the rain was part of it. But we please, someone just get us out of this game. Mm-hmm. Um, you had Georgia get sent to the losers bracket. Did you see that robbery? That home run robbery? Oh Dylan? yeah, God, yeah, UNC uh, Honeycutt was that his name? I'm not sure who who got it, but what a freaking play! It's center field too, dude. Nuked it. Yeah. <laughs> Did y'all Sorry. see the? Um... The ECU home run, where the umpire pushes yeah. the the batter, he was like watching it, kind of doing a little little trot, little bat flip. The umpire gets out of his stance and like pushes him toward first base. Oh, I saw that one, and then I think it was ECU too, or, or it was at least the Greenville Regional, I believe. Um, that a home run, it was either a home run or an RBI got called back because they said someone called Tom. I'm not, I'm not sure who called Tom before, and they awarded Tom before the pitch was sent. And a, and a run got brought back. I can't remember if it was a home run or a, an RBI. but I, I'm sorry, but you know what my next move is if the home plate umpire shoves me to first base? Um, <laughs> I'm walking back to the batter's box, getting in my stance, swinging again, and then admiring it again. Like, just no, <laughs> no pitch coming. I'm going to walk back there, do a full swing again. <laughs> and then just take my time again. See, and I'm betting he won't do it twice. <laughs> like, just well, Tony, that's, that's Tony so gets three games for chest bumping Jeff Mossy, right. but but this guy's putting his hands on a batter like that. Yeah, that can't happen. That, that's a two way street. If if you can't touch them, they they can't they can't do right. that. That's that's. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have seen that because that's ridiculous. Yeah, like a, like a haunted corn maze. No touching. It's just like, you let them have fun, man. It's one thing to, if you want to argue about like whatever you know what Jordan Beck did, or or maybe some of the other Tennessee theatrics. If you want to argue about that, you know, could you take it out pushing a guy farther down the line? I'll take it one step farther. I'm walking around the bases after that. Oh. You're gonna have to come and you're gonna have to come and push me around. You're gonna have to make me touch first, make me touch second. They're not gonna. They're, as far as I know, there's not a time limit that I have to do the bases. Bring one of those little red wagons. You're gonna have to load yeah. me in that and drag yeah. me around the bases for real, for real. Because that's that's ridiculous. I mean, I and it. I mean, go watch it. It's not over the top. No, it's, it's not. not. It's not. Over the top. That was ECU. ECU. It was the it was the game today, and it just. Uh, umpires have to be involved in everything. I don't get it. It's the dumbest thing ever. Dumbest thing. It's like refs. I, I think he – that was his second home run of the game. It's like, dude, this is the go-to they, super regional. They just don't want him to have fun. That's what it is. Yeah. It's, it's, it, it's ridiculous. And, I mean, thankfully, I mean, there really weren't – there wasn't just atrocious umpiring in Knoxville this weekend. There were some interesting balls and strikes for sure, but nothing that like completely changed the game, thankfully. Did um did y'all think Tennessee got a good draw with the regional? Like or or did you see any other regionals there? I'm like, man, I wish we would have got in that one, or man, I'm um, glad we didn't get in that one. I think Tennessee got an interesting regional and Super regional combination. I think that's one of the tougher 
Because, like you said, Notre Dame probably should have been. And, yeah. and I mean, I mean, I think before you would say I was thinking, oh, that's a tough regional. But after it, it's like, and I, is Tennessee that good? I don't know. But it looked much tougher than it ended up being. And, and Tennessee obviously faced some adversity in the series in the in the weekend. But there was no team that was even that Georgia State dude that was that the Banff came out throwing a hundred. You knew he had to wear down eventually, and they, their bullpen was dead. They had nowhere else yeah. to turn, so you knew that. So I, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I'm looking at the Virginia Tech one. They got Gonzaga, Columbia, Wright State. Yeah, it's like, I mean, you didn't, you couldn't put one <laughs> Power Five school in there. Now Auburn's, I thought was tough. Florida State, UCLA. Yeah, I thought I thought that was that was one. I'm like, I'm glad we kind of didn't get in that one. Oh, there uh, were a lot of tough regionals. I'm I was happy to avoid. I didn't necessarily hate it. It's just because I just think I think of it a little bit differently in baseball than football. Now, if that's like a if that's a football or basketball scenario, that's a little more physicality focused, where you you've got three other or two other really physical teams. And you've got to do yeah. that to get to the next round. In baseball, you don't really have that factor of like, well, that this whoever comes out of this regional is going to be fresher. Like they they don't they don't have any, as many bumps and bruises. You don't really get that as much in baseball, just because it, I, I think it probably played out as good as it probably could, just because you you saw adversity from really good teams who were confirmed really good teams because they've gotten to this point of their season. So I. It was a little nerve wracking, and I mean, I don't, I don't think it was really the. Not saying it was unfair, but I, I don't think it was really like the most balanced. I mean, I, I think there were there was Tennessee and two other really good teams in it. I think it's probably better in the long run, though. Yeah, I I can agree with that. Um, but when you think of the number one overall seed, Tennessee didn't get the cakewalk. They probably should have gotten. Like Stanford gets Binghamton. UC Santa Barbara and Texas State. They are playing on Monday. <laughs> they are playing on Monday, but I mean, Georgia Tech and Campbell. I mean, I agreed, yeah. And especially, I think when you consider coming to Lindsey Nelson, because we, I mean, we've never shot away that it is easier to hit some balls in the park. I mean, that's just the way it is. Hit balls out of the park, I should say. But and I think for me, that's going as like, is this regional tough? It was like Tennessee. If you put in Tennessee in any regional, I I'm probably predicting them. A sweep. I mean, yeah. just because I think they're they're the best team in baseball right now, and it's not it's not up for argue, arguments. Like it's not, and you couldn't argue it when they lost to Kentucky. It, to to assume a team should win every series is an absurd take for someone who claims to watch baseball their entire life. Yeah, it is an absurd take. But yeah, I like what you said, Dylan. This is probably better for them in the long run. You know, facing the pitching that they did, guys throwing 100, you know, even Campbell's throwing 96, 97. Um, the lineups, Georgia Tech's lineup, I mean, guys, every guy in their lineup is pretty much hitting 15 home runs or, or more um, and batting over 300. So, and the Simpson kid, I mean, that kid's batting 440. So, to kind of keep him off the bases like they did um, some last night, I think that was – that, that's huge for our pitchers and, you know, that 
Maxwell kid. It was, I think it was good in the long run to see him. Now I never want to face him again. I don't know how his ERA is five something, but, um, you know, like, like you said, um, it is probably better for Tennessee in the long run. Yeah, it's, I don't hate it. Uh, I think it's, it, like we needed more confirmation that this team's legit. It, it was just – it was – you had to play from behind a little bit more than you had yeah. to all year. And, and it, you proved you could do that too, so. And those games like Sunday, Saturday even, and especially Sunday, it's like it's what Tony said in the in his post game. It, it creates self-belief. It, it confirms it. You know, you might believe it in your heart. Well, after you see it, it you know, you believe it in your head. So, it just – it adds some of that, that, that self-belief. And, I mean – Listen, a win in the postseason isn't going to be bad for you. And, and thankfully in baseball, when you, you get a loss um, to spare, it, it doesn't – a loss won't necessarily kill you either. But – and that's – I think that – how – I think that's why I put Tennessee in any regional or in any super regional. We talk about, yeah, I maybe don't want to see Notre Dame out of some of the teams that are, are still alive. But beating Tennessee once is really hard. Beating Tennessee twice – and Notre Dame has to do it twice. It can't be – you know, this weekend it could have been Campbell and Georgia Tech beat us, and you know they don't get that benefit. So that's a that's a really tough task, and, and I don't know how anybody could pick a team in a two in a three game series over Tennessee. I, I don't see how you could. And Florida's down a uh, five to three right now on the top of the eighth. Shout out Rain. Is Rain going to be the MVP of the weekend? <laughs> Maybe, um, but if, if that holds true, that that game is like that. Tennessee will be six and one against teams in a super regional this year. So how did that? Uh, how did the Coral Gables series end up shaking out? I know they didn't get to play Friday. Did they play three on Saturday? I think they kind of moved everything. Like there was. They started it yesterday early, like 10 a.m. I think there was three games yesterday. Oh, there's three games yesterday? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So, they, they tried um, to finish up on Sunday still, but with that, I guess. Yeah, they, they would have had to play two on. They played the extra game. So, they played yes. two Saturday and then three Sunday. Is that right? So, three on Saturday. Okay. Two, two on Sunday and one to game. One today. They were going to play two to today if they had to okay that's what it was okay but yeah, the Ole, Miss, Ole Miss finished it out I'm obviously that. not familiar with weather terms they're like there's a tropical storm in the area you're gonna play that you're gonna be able to play games this weekend yeah, I had no idea I didn't know what a tropical storm was apparently so <laughs> it is what it is we're geography guys not not weather guys there's a difference yeah so uh renovations uh, so we're gonna pull up some pictures we'll float them in are you Happy, underwhelmed, overwhelmed. Like, what are your thoughts? Just initial thoughts. I'll just flip through some of these. I love it. I, I think it looks great. Um, I'm nervous about the ticket prices, but other than that, I think it looks, you know, do I wish there was, you know, a, a berm out there where people could just sit? Yeah, that would have been cool. But um, I think this looks like a top-tier stadium in the country, so. I like the box seats. I think it's cool. I'll probably never be in one unless I'm invited. But, um, uh, yeah, I, th I think it does look pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's um, – I think, I think it, I mean, it looks great. I'm not like – they've done a, a great job with their vision. Um, 
you know, it, it looks like a, it's going to be a, one of the nicer parks in the country. Um, I, you, you see the, the thing, the only, my only thing I would have changed is, is standing room because I think in a super regional or regional or even big SEC games, when you can get three to 500 people in there, standing room right now isn't ideal. And you've got a lot of – you still have room down the left field line where you could have probably built um, – you know, you don't have the benefit of a natural berm, so you'd have to build, you know, a concrete kind of amphitheater-type looking deal um, that I think would have been great that – it's not empty seats. So if it's a Tuesday night game, it doesn't look empty. Um, and I think you could have done something like that, you know, over next to the scoreboard um, or maybe even over down the left field line. And, and I, I, you know, that's, I think it's, you're, you're going to have a lot of people in that park soon. You, you already have people. I mean, you have one guy that's, that's trying to get back in after getting ejected. I mean, <laughs> So it's I think it looks great. That's my only thing I would change. And no, the box looks the I guess this would be like club seating right here. Like mm-hmm. it, it, that it looks fantastic. Um, you know, you're not gonna it's gonna have all the amenities with all the space. So I mean, I'm excited for it. I think it looks great and it doesn't sound like they're gonna get a whole lot done before twenty twenty three season. So I hope they if they aren't able to get a lot of seats in there before twenty twenty three, I hope they're able to get a lot of more standing room available for 2023. Yeah. I mean, I think this is kind of all new to them a, a little bit, just like the standing room only thing. I mean, that was never a thing until last year during, right. during postseason because during the regular season, there wasn't standing room only tickets. Right. And part of that too, is because they still were limiting capacity um, up until mm-hmm. the Vandy series. That's when they opened it, it up. But it's still like, yeah, you went to a regional the year before, but you weren't competing in the SEC. You weren't competing for – I guess you kind of – you were, but you weren't. Like, you weren't really a contender for a national championship at that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Um, until maybe I've, Vanderbilt and maybe Arkansas is, is finally when people are like, oh, Tennessee's got a pretty good baseball team. Let's go hang out. <laughs> But then it was still kind of limited capacity, um, and they finally opened it up, I think, a little bit more for Arkansas. Um, and I don't remember the last series, but that last series, I think they opened it up to everybody. Yeah. And, and you talk about ticket prices, too. That, that's a little bit of concern to me because when you invite um, – when you invite people in that, that are just there just to kind of – you know, like the, it's a status the, thing. Yeah, you lose some of the rowdiness. Um, so one thing mm-hmm. I hope they do is they keep the students near first base, near the UT dugout. Um, adds a little bit more flair to it. And then I, I hope there's there. I, I looked on it. There's some you know good price tickets, and, and you know it's it's still affordable for some. But I and I hope that continues to be the case. And then if you look at I didn't. I just looked at this close. Um, so what they've done in left field line is they've raised up the the path, the concrete path. So mm-hmm. that looks like more standing room, which is good. Yeah. You need you need because you don't want rows and rows of people without elevation change standing because they're not going to come back. They can't see the game. Right. Um, so adding more space to be able to stand and watch the game definitely 
because I don't mind. I mean, I don't know about you all. I, I can barely sit down at sporting events as it is. Yeah, I don't mind standing, um, but I want to be able to see the game while I'm standing. So yeah. I think that definitely definitely helped. Another thing I want to see. This has nothing to do with stadium renovations. Get a freaking jumbotron camera, which they did during the regional. You could watch replays when they when they went to to the headset. But good, like people are gonna people that don't want to be at the game necessarily. Like they don't have to be at the game. They're gonna rather stay home if they don't have a good fan experience. How expensive can it be to have a camera operator for the jumbotron? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I, I don't know the because like during the season you get a lot of those replays. I don't know if that's an NCAA thing. Oh, they showed replays on the jumbotron during the season. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I just don't remember that then. Um, but that was the first time I noticed them. So they showed them last night. Okay. Yeah, they were they were there. I just I don't, I didn't remember seeing them. Uh, they are very slow. They're they're slow and then they're they're short. They they'll only show them like yeah. one time. So I mean, mm-hmm. I still you know would get on the phone with my brother for the the calls and where I was at when Kyle Booker stole second or not stole second. They, they called him out a second. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I immediately called him cause I, yeah, I knew it was going to be a short replay and I couldn't tell from there. So, which by the way, speaking of, you said cussing, it's like cussing. I mean, that dude dropped six F bombs on ESPN <laughs> when I don't know why they kept the camera on him, but he was like, no effing way. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. One one thing that kind of critique it a little bit. Don't be don't be too appealing. We kind of you kind of touched on this, Caleb. Don't be too appealing to the people that are just there to because they give money to the program, right? Like like be be appealing to the common fan as well. You you are, but I guess be more accessible to the common fan, right? And I would like to see some of those. I know. I know MV, you know, being in the MVP area and you, you like having the food, but I think you would trade the food for a better, t- you know, for a better price ticket if that's what got you there behind home plate. If you're adding in these luxury boxes, I, I think you need to try to do something to, you know, I don't know, will more people buy MVP, MVP tickets now that they're available because those businesses are going to move to boxes? We'll see. Um, but if yeah. it's not the case, I think you've got to be willing to be flexible. I mean, I could be wrong, but I think a lot of the people that sit around you who've been sitting there for years, they'd give up the food for a, you know, a full a full MVP area if that's what you had to do. The, those people that never sit in those MVP seats, they should never be allowed to buy them. <laughs> start again. start taking attendance. Yeah, I, I mean something like that. Like use them. I mean, you're right there behind home plate. They should be used. They should be given away if you're not going to use them. Right. They, they should be used by someone. Yes. Oh, I I can't stand it, and, and and don't give them away to opposing fans. That's another rule. Doesn't happen right. in baseball, obviously. But yeah, I've seen a couple like opposing fans in the MVP room that should no get out. Hundred <laughs> percent agreed. No, I think it I think it looks great. Now I'm excited for it. A little disappointed we're not getting a, a Ross Kivett to Keel Bar, but <laughs> they didn't let me in the room. So what are you gonna do? Right. That would have been my right field berm though. Right there, just rowdiness. If you're not ejecting at least 10 people from the right field Burma game, you're not doing baseball right. Yeah. I just want a free ticket. I mean, I don't know how you get one. Like, it, I promise I'll make you laugh at least one time each inning. That's what it takes. 
that's how I got my free ticket to the Alabama rubber match. <laughs> <laughs> I just, they're like, you all heard good time. Here you I go. I know, right? <laughs> so, no, it's, uh, I, I'm just excited to have a, a ballpark to be proud of. And you're still going to get the fans that are, how many Tennessee fans are were at games before, which I, before this year, have they paid attention in the Tony Vitello era? It's not new to this year. The yeah, weeknight, no. the weeknight games are impressive compared to even last year, mm-hmm. but that's not brand new to this year. No. And listen, I, I I didn't go to a lot of baseball games before Tony Vitello, but I was there for a Vanderbilt for when Vanderbilt swept us, and it was terribly hot. And I sat through all three games, so that's listen. I've cheered for Tennessee. All right, I don't doubt it. So are, are they moving the road behind the stadium? That's I'm looking at yeah. the pictures you had pulled up. Okay. It'll so the road they, they had originally, so there was um so there was like a leak, I guess, that came out and, and it looked like they were gonna build something just similar to what Mississippi State currently has for their little like outfield luxury suites, apartments maybe. And they were gonna take the road out. It looks like now they're they're keeping the road in and um, I mean, I don't know how viable that would have been to number one remove the road, and then number two to build in something like Mississippi State has right now. But yeah, that they are. It looks like they are keeping that road, but it doesn't look like a doesn't look like it's going to be passable. Kind of just looks like it's going to be for parking and stuff. That's what hmm. I, I was going back. That's the last couple of minutes I was looking at those. The renderings that I don't know if they got leaked or whatever. They may be what you're talking about, like a few months ago when they kind of announced some of the changes. It, it looked like or it was like proposals then, at least. I was kind of looking at those images compared to what it looks like it's actually going to be. That's that's what I was wondering. I didn't know if the. Yeah. And I mean, and we talk about landing like a berm, you know, we know parking's an issue. I wouldn't mind seeing a parking garage next to that indoor facility. And the tops just for standing room. Yeah, they they're gonna have to do something with parking somewhere somehow. There's just not enough. I see a lot of room in the right field. That's that that was gonna be my thing. Like I don't I don't have a critique of it. I love everything with it. It looks good. Yeah. But it's the the initial thing when they first got released that I wondered about is if you're taking away that parking lot in right field, which obviously it looks like I mean, I, I'm guessing they are to put that facility there. The The only critique I would have would be outfield seating. Because, I mean, you, you've got that left field, but like like we're saying, that's probably going to be kind of more of the hangout spot a little bit more. People aren't going to be sat there watching the game, really. So I would say if, if you're going to go ahead and do all that with, with the road in right field, with that facility, taking away the parking lot, I would kind of like to see – because right now it's kind of – the, the seating just wraps around from right field to left field. Like I would like to see if I was, if I was going to change anything over by the scoreboard in right field, maybe behind the, uh, behind the uh, bullpen back there, even on the other side, just some outfield seating right there. I think that's the only thing that to me would make it just 100% perfect. Just, just because I don't know if that makes sense or not. It's just, yeah. it's kind of all your seating is down the line or behind the plate. Well, and I don't know if you all remember what Florida did with their stadium. They've got in left field near the, the Tennessee bullpen, or the way team bullpen. Um, they've kind of got – the fence is 
I guess, kind of chain link right there. Um, so you can, you can see into the field and they just got almost like a, just like a hangout spot. It, it's not seating. It's not like that would again, great for when you have over capacity crowds that you want to sell tickets for. Um, Cause that's another thing selling like standing room to only tickets where you can't see, you can only sell those for $10. You're never going to be able to sell them for more. Well, if you have seating in the outfield or, you know, uh, an area that's more, appropriate i guess for standing like you you probably can sell those for a little bit more and that's more money in your pocket so i i mean i surely this in the last renovation we see so maybe there is room i mean there's clearly room for that so maybe something else does happen over time i don't know i hope yeah yeah i like i like your idea of just like kind of a hill out there that if, if, if it's not seating i'd do something like that yeah like yeah just just somewhere where it's not it's not you, – you have to be standing, like, in left right. field. It's probably – most likely you're, you're probably going to be doing more of that there. And I don't, are you all familiar with the where they they host a bunch of those pregame shows for football, that little amphitheater next to, to Gate 21? If you did something like that in right field. Yeah. Again, doesn't look bad on TV when the stadium's empty. Because I think that's the thing with Florida and even Mississippi State and even Texas A&M, but, dude, Bluebell was freaking going last night. There was some – they had their ball chant going, which I don't know why people find it annoying, and that place was rocking. But it looks bad on TV when it's empty. So I think you can add some things that don't look bad on TV when they're empty. They don't have to be seating. They don't have to look like they're for fans. Um, and then they just look great when they're filled up. So I, I think there's some stuff you can do there. Yeah, yeah. No maybe problem. maybe this is just the, the first part of it. I mean, maybe yeah. not the first part, but maybe that they have plans to do something after. Yeah. You build the whole thing. You know, maybe there's nowhere yeah. else to, to build onto, but you don't want to build yourself into it. You don't want to build yourself in. Right. Right. And then we, we haven't talked about the only pull it back up for those that haven't seen it. You got that, that facility in right field indoor facility, which, um, you know, Tennessee does use the, the football indoor, um, you know, from from time to time. But having your own place that you can you can go to and, and it's yours 24 seven. Um, that's a, that's a huge added benefit for your program. I even saw someone saying there's supposed to be dorms in there too. I don't know how that would work. Cause unless NCAA has changed their rule, there used to be a rule that, or I guess, I don't know if it was a Tennessee rule. Um, you couldn't have athlete only dorms anymore. Um, now they counter that, you know, Gibbs hall, it's always honor roll students or, or athletes. Um, just to kind of know who you got in there, but, so I, I don't – I wouldn't understand putting a dorm in a baseball facility if you couldn't just have baseball players there, but maybe that they would do that. I don't, I don't know. But I heard well, that. I don't know if it's true. Caleb, you, you forgot Drill Ortega. They're going to sleep there anyway. So <laughs> Good point. Just, just make it an indoor facility and don't make it a dorm and they can sleep there anyway. I like it. Well, old football camp. <laughs> yeah. There Get you some go. sleeping bags out there. All sleep right. on the turf. Yeah, no, I – they, that, that's probably what they meant. <laughs> that's uh, I didn't read between the lines. Now I, I think it looks great. I'm excited for it. I, I hope it comes around soon. Um, mm. I'd really just like to see the the seating finished first before the boxes. Get more bodies in there first. Finish down left field and finish down right field, and then let's go. Yeah. Let's party. It's gonna be fun. Um, anything else? No, I'm not gonna. Might, might sound like I'm complaining if I talk about it anymore, but because I am excited and I'm glad Danny White has put an emphasis on this happening. It's 
I think Tony Vitello would even do this too. I mean, I don't know. He took a big pay raise, but I think he'd rather play at a place that had good facilities and, and had his back before he made the second most in the country. Yeah, that's true. I would. I'd rather win and win looking good than get paid a lot of money. Yeah. I don't know. We'll take it. Hey, we're number one. Bring home a natty and let's – I mean, let's get all that money from that and let's build this thing a little quicker. Get a third-paid assistant too on the way. Yeah, that'd be good. So let's, nice. let's get Kiv back on campus. Be nice. Vanderbilt's done. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, anything else? No, that, that, that's all I've got for that, uh, uh, except for be pumped for Super Regionals. I selfishly kind of hope it's a Saturday, Sunday, Monday deal so I can at least make it to one game. I'm hoping Monday it necessary. Um, but I'm, I fear if we if we get a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I may may not get to see any because I'm there ain't going to be a third game. That's a good point. There ain't going to be a third game. That's a good point. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. Um, that's all we got. We'll be back on Thursday. Um, I might try to get a guest on. We'll see about that. Um, thanks again. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.